Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seen It All. We break down this week's biggest movie and TV news. We got Barbie review. Barbie! Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer review. I thought you were going to do an Oppenheimer thing. Oh. Uh, I don't Secret Invasion episode 5 review. Actor Strike and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning box office. So let's let's break it all down here and now. First, Lily has done Barbenheimer double feature with me. So, first we went and saw. We got there pretty early. Went to the 3 o'clock showing of Barbie. Expectations going in. Did you have high expectations? I have seen nothing besides posters and stuff for this. Uh-huh. I, I was just like, cool. Margot Robbie. Barbie. Going into it, I had very, very high expectations. The reviews were great. Because like 89% of my fans will talk about that in a little bit. And Barbie fever has gotten to me, as you can tell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've got outfits on. The pink. Everything. It's gotten to me. Barbie fever to me. So, overall thoughts. I liked it, but I didn't love it. What would you think? I thought it was a fantastic movie. Not only just because of, like, the feminine commentary, (laughs) but also because it's very funny and relatable. I thought it was... I thought it was pretty funny. It was really funny. I... (laughs) The end scene was a nice little cherry on top. I will say that. Yeah, I kind of knew a lot that happened going into it, and I I did get another spoiler, but I've gotten a ton of spoilers going into it, so I kind of feel like that also impeded, because I knew exactly where this... Once one thing happened 20 minutes, I was like, okay, I knew exactly where this film was going. And I kind of knew exactly how the film was going to play out, so that kind of contributed, too. But it was still great. Had... Tons and tons of commentary about societal norms, about women and men's role in society. Definitely spoke more to the women's side than the men's side. Well, it's Barbie. Barbie. It is Barbie, and that was the whole point. I was disappointed there was no Raquel. I still don't know what that means. (laughs) No, (laughs) don't Barbie. Shut up. But, uh, so yeah, I liked it. I liked it. But let's just break down all the people in this film. And instead of, because they're all called Barbie and they're all called Ken, except for Alan, of course. Oh, yeah, Alan. (laughs) But Barbie's someone. Mitch, yeah, the Mitch pregnant, dis- the pregnant woman. Yeah, the pregnant oh, okay. Woman. Mitch was discontinued. <laughs> but Margot Robbie's Margot Robbie's Barbie, she was this plays a stereotypical Barbie. She was great. She I, is Barbie. I love that. There's one point in there where like the narrator pauses the movie and was like, "Barbie is the." No, don't give this whole spoiler for what the joke is, but they they pause it just for That's Barbie really and Margot Robbie's role as Barbie, That's and really she. She, this is her role now, even more so than Harley Quinn, I think, at this point. Like, this is her role that she's come to own, and I, I could see her maybe winning an Oscar for this. I think oh, yeah. there's talk of Oscars for Ryan Gosling more so than her, but I think, honestly, think her over I think Ryan just Gosling. Ryan Gosling has talked so much about this. <laughs> and his energy and all his amazing interviews. <laughs> yeah. But I do think her character lost a bit of a luster towards the end, because they focused it more on America Ferreira's and Ryan Gosling's character, and overall Barbies as a oh, whole, instead of her. Because at the end, they were like, but what about Barbie? And then they cut to her like, oh, I forgot she was here. And then they I figured like out stuff. I thought it was so well-rounded. I think they could have just kept more focus on the main character and stuff towards the end of the film. But well, you wanted to talk about her outfits. What did you think of her outfits? Oh, my God. Oh, so can I please go, make one go, little? Go okay, off. So there's a Coco Chanel like scene towards the end where she's wearing Coco earrings, a lovely designer necklace, little... Barbie clutch that I know is going to be like a Which Barbie outfit, what, collection. What, what outfit are we talking about? What color? Give me a color. Pink. I'm... Okay. That doesn't really narrow it down, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one where she had the curls at the end. That was cute. That's... Yeah. 
That's the only one. I, I like <laughs> I like at the end because she transitions from like pink clothes to like that yellow. Oh yeah, yeah, the more subdued. Yeah, I like that. I like that nice transition. Oh, I like their disco outfits. That oh was, yeah, the disco. Was that was my favorite scene in the movie. Was the disco scene? They the played the du- the Lipa. They played the Dua Lipa song there. Everybody was dancing. Everybody was very choreographed. Everybody had the seventies disco hairstyle. Did anybody ever think of death? Beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> But she has great development throughout um, the movie. And as for other Barbies, I think the one that stood out to me most was Issa Rae's, who plays President Barbie. Oh, yeah. I, I think she's, Barbie. I love Issa Rae. She's a Spider-Woman in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's where she's uh, She got her start on a, a show called... I can't remember what the show is. It's on HBO. That's where she got her start. She's in everything. She's great. I love her as President Barbie. We didn't get a huge amount of time with everybody else. No. The other weird one, Barbie. The only... Yeah, Weird Barbie. We'll I love Weird Barbie. Barbie. That's Kate McKinnon's character. She was great. She kind I, of <laughs> had more... She got to... The, her character, her owner, <laughs> her child. All this sounds weird. They made jokes about the movie, but they played with her too hard. Yeah, I appreciated uh, like the focus on like them being kids. Yeah, like, the, they all act like children. Yeah, they because they are their children's choice. I love it. The only other one that I was looking forward to seeing is was Emma Mackey, who honestly didn't do a ton in this movie. And I love Emma Mackey. She was a brunette. Uh, she looks. She looks very very similar to Margot Robbie. Uh, that didn't really add on. I'll, no. I'll show you a picture later, but she was in Death, Death on the Nile. She's in Black Mirror. No, not Black Mirror. She was in Sex Education. I haven't seen either of those. She was great. I was really hoping for more, but she didn't get to too much. But the focus really is on Ryan Gosling's Ken and Margot Robbie's Barbie. And speaking of Ryan Gosling's Ken, oh he had the Kennergy. He had the full Kennergy. I want, I'm waiting for all like the fan-made merch to come from like all the Kennergy stuff. Oh, it's coming. I'm it's so coming. Ready. I'm so ready for it. I'm excited. <laughs> but yeah, he was great. They did a lot of developments with Ken that we cannot spoil because they didn't give it away Ugh. anything about it. We can't expect, like he has big character arc. There's a lot of stuff to do with him and his relationship with Barbara, his relationship with the whole world and patriarchy and all that this stuff. This is a movie so. that you should definitely see again because like the first time you should see you should see you'd be like oh this is such a well the first time i was like what the heck is happening (laughs) and this time time i'd be like oh okay i see now i'm so ready to see it the second go around because i can't wait to see all the things i didn't see before (laughs) or realize the connections it's one of those movies (laughs) and then we have simu liu's ken ken simu liu's ken and i obviously didn't think he did a great job here as his counterpart He's the Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he honestly provided the best counterpart, Ryan Gosling, because Ryan Gosling is just so good. Oh, it's kind yeah, of hard but to I live thought, up to I, that. I liked it. I yeah. think it was a nice And then you have the other Kins, one of them being Kinsley Ben Abir, I think is how you pronounce his name. He's the villain in Secret Invasion, which we'll talk about in a bit. And he's also going to be playing Bob Marley in the upcoming biopic. Oh, that's what he was familiar with. Yeah, I think he might be related to Bob Marley, or if I'm thinking this is Michael Jackson being related. There's Michael Jackson biopic drama with the person who relates to them. I think that might be the same thing with Bob Marley. I might be switching him <laughs> up, but he's in Bob Marley. That's all I say. But I thought he was good. <laughs> you okay? I'm dying. <laughs> okay. And then we have Mattel and that whole role and Will Ferrell bringing that elf energy. That was so good. A lot of people, I can tell the audience that not many people knew he was in this. And I was like, did you not watch the trailer? It says, and Will Ferrell multiple times. Did yeah. you know he was in this? I think I knew it as soon as I saw him again. I was like, oh, yeah. I love his pink drumsticks. Oh my god, and, you, and you said he was giving very much Lego movie vibes. Yeah, like when he's in the Lego movie when he plays, like, what's his name? President Evil? Yeah, President Evil. Yeah, President... I can remember things. I told myself. Mm-hmm. And we got America for... Although, I have to say with the Mattel stuff, it kind of... It was kind of the main focus of Act 2, and then they kept them around for Act 3, but they kind of got sidelined as well. It felt like most of Act 3 was focused on America Ferrer's character and Ryan Gosling's skin. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I feel it felt like it was more like developmental and emotional bearing rather than pure entertainment. If, like this movie felt like it was supposed to be seen with a message. Yeah, 
And then the person who's delivering that message is America Ferreira and her daughter. And she has so great she has a great monologue that just kept going. I was like, whoa, we got a lot to say here. And, and you were I could tell you were I, there like preach, preach. I was like, this audience is not getting with it. I'm about <laughs> to stand up and riot. <laughs> yeah, but she was great. Her the mother-daughter relationship. I saw when we first cut to them, I was like, okay, I know exactly this is gonna be. Yeah, the mother-daughter relationship, like I was tearing up. I was like <laughs> I know, I could tell. I was like, she looks like she turned up over there. It's so good. And then we got the soundtrack. Dua Lipa is the best, she has the best song. Mm-hmm. Or well, disco, and then the I Spice song. Those are the two that's really stood out to me. Which ones else stood out to you? <laughs> oh, you can't think of. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the you getting can't... ready song. Yeah, that's what you, I thought. That's the one you liked. I didn't really like. Isn't that Lizzo's, Lizzo's I, song? I, think, I guess it was Lizzo. I have no idea, but I. <laughs> yeah, I like the commentary within the songs. <laughs> and then we got. Uh, the Ken the Ken song, which you don't give away here, the I'm oh just a Ken or something. They do a lot of funky Ooh. stuff in that song that had the whole theater laughing. That, I just gotta say that was probably amazing. That was there's amazing. a lot of um, genitalia. There's, there's a lot of energy in that song. <laughs> and then you have the Billie Eilish song, which is the kind of emotional for it. The probably one that'll push for an yeah. Oscar. I can see that. An Oscar for Billie Eilish song. She already won one for No Time to Die. You could there's the best original yeah. song. But the person who writes it gets the song, and she wrote it. That so makes she sense. won for No Time to Die in, a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You learn a little something. But this movie is definitely rated PG-13, so just putting that warning out there. They talk about a lot of adult stuff, which I didn't think they were going to go there, but... They went there, and it was so good. <laughs> yeah, so definitely parents, maybe go watch this before you show this it's to your little like kids. It's not, like, language, but no, it's... No, it's not language. It's, it's accurate anatomical. Yeah, it's a lot of talk of women and men and their roles in each other's lives and stuff like that. But not like that. But not like birds and bees. Yeah, a little bit more in depth. (laughs) No, I was just gonna be like anatomical names. Anyways, but this movie is definitely not. The trailer advertised a fun Barbie movie. This goes a lot deeper than that, and a lot of people are warning people about that. Yeah, I'm just telling people like, don't go. You're gonna want to set your expectations. Oh yeah, and I liked the. So there's like little cartoon effects. Yeah, I know. I, that I thought that was great. a cute touch. Yeah, but I will definitely see it again. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see it again. Maybe we'll go see it again. Sisters, oh, okay, okay, okay. I see. But speaking of other people's reactions, right now it has an 89% Rotten Tomatoes, so critics are loving it. Um, I might be. I'm a little worried about audience reactions. I could see some groups coming out and attacking this movie for its feminist message. Couldn't you see that? Oh yeah. Yeah, they might yeah. call it words like woke. <laughs> Our favorite words. Oh my god. But, I mean, there, some people may see this as an attack on men. It's not. It's an yeah. attack on unequal places in society. And it firmly, as a, like, as a man, they don't, it's, they make jokes at men's expense, but they also make jokes at women's expense. Exactly. It just watch SNL. If you can watch SNL, you can watch this. Oh my gosh. People are too sensitive when it comes to it now. Yes. Yeah, so. It's a movie. Enjoy the movie. And like I said, it's not quite what they advertise, so I think people might come in out of it and be like, what the heck did I just watch? This is not what yeah. I signed up for. Like, I... Notice this has a very similar vibe to how people thought going to Mario, but Mario's got that way delivered. And the demographics coming out early is like really letting children going to see this movie. And I don't I don't know about that. I don't know if you should let really long children go see this movie. Barbie? Yeah. I, I don't know if they're gonna enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, I don't think they're gonna I feel enjoy like 12 it. Twelve and older. Yeah. Yeah, well with PG thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> but they advertise the heck out of this movie. They advertise Everywhere. I have no social media right now or anything, and I still knew about it. They have a Barbie mansion that you can rent out. This is sold out. We have the uh, Barbenheimer mania that contribute to oh, yeah, it. Barbie we contribute to the mania. Look at our Barbie outfits. We got a Barbie, 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 a Barbie,
Barbie, uh, I'm reminding them now, Barbie popcorn bucket. By the way, this Barbie that comes with the popcorn bucket, it's at Walmart. Yeah, so we got that too. This will be on display back here at some point. So we got to keep, it's going to be a Barbie display. Got to add some diversity. And then I think my favorite of the Barbie promotion was when they first put out the teaser and they put out the posters and it says, this Barbie is this. This oh, yeah. Barbie is this. And then they took it and ran with it. Now everybody, we need to make a poster for yes, us. Yes, because there's the Ben Affleck one. Yeah, the like... Ben Affleck one is like, this Barbie's depressed. Stuff, stuff like that. Same. Yeah. Same I think Barbie. That really helped. And I, I remember just scrolling through, scrolling through all the memes of it. It was great. It was great. One of the best marketing campaigns ever. Yes. Something Warner Brothers actually did right after completely botching. This Flash. is Warner Brothers? Yeah. This is their one big, well, they were, had Evil Dead Rise, but they are losing so much money. They, this is Warner oh, Brothers. Oh, wow. This they is, did, I'm pleasantly surprised. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. that's Warner Brothers. The budget is $145 million. It's a very nicely budgeted film. I thought it initially thought to be 100 million, which is where I'd want to see it, but 145 ain't too bad. It's not 329 million like Indiana Jones about Destiny. Really? Yeah, 329 million. Really? I know it has to be money laundering. It has what? to be money laundering. But I don't understand where all that 145 million went in this. They kind of kept it to very LA and then the Barbie sets. Maybe the actor's salaries, but I feel um, like I can see this being like there is a pink paint shortage. Yeah, but like, like they bought it all and then they got the shortage. I don't know. I just don't feel like $145 million was actually represented on the screen. Maybe they, they incorporated some of the marketing costs in that. I bet you the marketing costs are probably higher than the budget. Yeah. <laughs> this point marketing. But it looks to open with a... The ranges are everywhere. Six six weeks ago, about two months ago, they had it projected at $50 million opening. Which, everybody's like, that was my prediction about a year ago. I was like, I think it's going to come with a 50. And then Barbenheimer Mini said in, then it was like, oh, it could hit 100. Now it's looking to hit 140, $157 million. It's all over the place. Now it has the best pre-sales since Avatar Way of Water. Uh, and that opened $134 million, but I think it might jump higher than that because that had pre-sales over the entire week. So I think this is going to blow past yeah. the biggest. And I feel like Barbenheimer really like catapulted that for like I think the this, couples or like. Yeah, I think the stat now is 200,000 people are doing Barbenheimer. Whoa. So that's a lot of money right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's incredible. See, it's a big, it could be the biggest opening of the year. Super Mario Bros. I think it opened five days. It opened on Wednesday, but three days it opened with 143 million. So I think it can beat that. And this would be the biggest for a female solo director. The biggest for oh, a yeah, female solo director was Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman, which opened 103 million. Oh yeah. That's so good. If you have, if you consider the guy, like a girl and a guy partner, they did Captain Marvel. There was a girl and a guy, and that did 153 million. So that's the metric to beat. I think Frozen Two was Jennifer Lee and someone else, and that opened to 130. So that's like the metric for women directing films. Yeah, but also Marvel had like definitely tell the disparity. Barbie is pointing out that the highest woman still solo movie is 104 million. Yikes! <laughs> but Yikes. I think this is gonna make so much money. Unless the audience absolutely hates it, but I don't see that. Happening. Oh no, I see it being great. This one's gonna be one of the highest grossing films of the year. Barbie Mania is here. As we were in Target, and that girl was like, the girl was, yeah, the girl was like, I'm going to see Barbie too, and like everybody, everybody's seen this movie. So yeah, great time movies. Recommend, recommend popcorn bucket. Popcorn bucket is up. No, if I would buy that large popcorn though. No, she would buy a large I popcorn. Did. I would. I mean, I did buy a large popcorn to see this, but I'm like, I don't know if I would die on a second time. But I recommend it unless you want the Barbie popcorn bucket, which is amazing. I bought it for someone else. So now I want to get into the other half of Barbenheimer, and that is Oppenheimer. Why did I say it like that? I have no idea. <laughs> this is a long movie. This is a really, really long movie. Oh, Three hours. So worth it. It's like. 
Titanic for me. I have seen Titanic way too much. I think the only films that are allowed to be three hours are Avatar. Those are the only films that are allowed to be three Titanic, hours. Titanic, Avatar, <laughs> James oh Cameron. God. You're just named James Cameron movies. The only three hour movies are allowed to be James Cameron movies. <laughs> and Avengers Endgame. That's the one. Anything else? <laughs> two hours and 45 minutes is my limit, man. This is too too much, especially when we just got our Barbie. That's that's a lot of time in the movie. I was literally bouncing. I, was, off I thought wall. you hated the movie because she was like being very antsy. I was like, "You want to go?" And she was like, "Oh no, it was fantastic!" Like I was, I was so psyched in. But I'm a little ADHD and sitting still mm. in a closed space for that long. Yeah, I thought the first act was a bit rough. I don't know. What do you think about that? You don't. You completely I loved, disagree. With I loved it. I. I felt like the time frame for the movie was, I felt like it was needed. They threw you in and had, you had, I had no idea. Like, they threw you in, like, boom, we're going right now. And they kept oh, jumping yeah. back and forth. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck. Oh, I, love, I think it's, I think that's why it should be, like, one of those movies that you watch again. Like, if you've ever seen Schindler's List, it feels like one of the, okay, well, it's nowhere near. Yeah, I was bad. Hold up. Hold up. Hold I was up. like, oh, No, 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 I'm not I'm comparing mean, it. It's. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can move on from that. But <laughs> second and third act, I thought were absolutely fantastic. Especially when Matt Damon showed up. Oh, my God. Matt Damon. You have a boy crush. I do. He's amazing. I love him. Have you seen uh, Team America? Do I look the, like I've seen The puppet movie by the people who did South Park. Do I look like I've seen South Park? If you get my reference. Matt Damon. That's that's the reference right there. He's amazing. I love him. He was great in Air. I think he'd get an Oscar nomination for Air. He should. Have you seen Air? Watch it. That's Ben Affleck in him. Mm-hmm. They have the best. They're the best buds in the whole world. I love yeah, I've, them. I've, yeah, I want to be buds with them. Okay, you understand? Ben Affleck cheated on his wife with the nanny. Do you really want to be friends with that? That's what my older coworker told me. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. They're I don't want right. to think about cheating on Jennifer Garner. I would never do such travesties. But the second and third act were great. Especially the second act was more mm-hmm. focusing on the bomb itself. And then third act was more of the hearings and focused more on Robert Downey Jr. I, oh my gosh, I love the way they filmed it. Because this movie's split between, like, color and black and white. And I feel like... I felt like it That's kind a cinematic of, choice. That's a, yeah. That's a distinct choice. I feel like it was basically just Robert Downey Jr. scenes are black and white, unless everything else. Does that make sense? I think that maybe that's the only thing they have on testimony I think to make was it time, objective. I think it was being time difference. When I was, yeah, I thought when I, going in my theory before Christopher Nolan said all this stuff, I thought it was going to be after the bomb goes off, everything's black and white after the dream color from the world or something like that. Oh, that, that would be I thought cool. it was going to be something like that. That would be a that. cool theory. But when they started off, just basically all the Robert Downey Jr. scenes are black and white. Yeah. Maybe not with the makeup, because he doesn't look like that in real life. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, he looked a little rough. He looked a little rough in there, but... but this is, I feel like the like, sure, you get thrown into it, but this is, like, a period in history that I'm familiar with. This is a period of, I'm a history buff. This I just really a, knew Oppenheimer built the bomb and dropped them and Russia's stole them. I, that's all I knew. That's fantastic. It <laughs> is a history, it's a good history buff movie. Probably not good if you're, like, super into, like, militaristic stuff. I also think if you're unfamiliar with any of this stuff, it's gonna be, Oh, like, yeah, more... if you're unfamiliar with anything. I'll get to this later, but they don't give any year dates, except for when they're in passing talk. So, oh, yeah. so they jump around. I think it would have really helped if they gave year dates every time yeah, they jumped you around. Yeah, because a lot of places have, like, time and location when they do jumps like that. I think it'd be very helpful because when you really, when you start, you're like, yeah. okay, what year are we in? They don't really say. And I think that's another, like, downfall on Christopher Nolan, but he thinks, okay, I'm just so smart. We don't need to know. He I, assumed that the American population was intelligent, and he was wrong. Yeah. I just, Christopher Nolan sometimes gives beasts. It's a problem I have with J.K. Rowling when she's writing her books. Other, there's other problems with J.K. Rowling. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when they when they 
overthink it when they think they're being so smart and they think more. So like J.K. Rowling will just pad out a book with needless storylines. That makes sense. Like he often Christopher Nolan will do that same where he's like, let's make it so overcomplicated. It looks so smart. Does that oh make no, sense? but it wasn't. I'm not talking about in this film. I'm talking yeah. about in previous films. I've had trouble like in uh, Tenet. That movie. I hate that movie so much. You couldn't tell what people were saying, and you couldn't tell what the science was. Oh, yeah. But you I wanted tell subtitles. People, like, I wanted subtitles oh, so bad. This one too. Movie. I wanted subtitles so. I bad. can tell most of the time. It's better than Tenet. Tenet, you can't understand what the heck people are saying. I'm also very ADHD, and I can only listen if I can read. I could tell for the most part what everybody was saying. Oh, they, yeah. He did better on his sound mix than he's done before. He learned yes. some lessons. Also, okay, the bomb. Yeah. When it went off cinematic masterpiece <laughs> and then the opening like just the opening when it has all that fire yeah what's up that one sec i got a cgi section or not cgi oh. special effects section I don't know what yeah but the editing i thought in the beginning th- this movie is fast-paced a lot of stuff happens i don't know how you thought the first act was boring uh, no i didn't think the first act was boring i thought it was over i didn't say boring i said bad because it feels overwhelming i was like i couldn't jump in and care for these characters it's not my fault you didn't pay attention to a push i did pay attention but a simple timeline would have helped tremendously. And instead of, especially if I think the first 10 minutes we should have spent in one time period before we jumped around. I yeah. think that would have really helped us. Because we jumped three or four times in the first 10 minutes. And yeah, it's like, that's oh fair. boy, oh boy. <laughs> and then so speaking you of. You kind of get the hang of Yeah, actually. eventually. That's what I'm saying by the time Matt Damon okay, showed up. I got the hang of it. You just like Matt Damon. <laughs> but uh, the main character, played by John J. Robert Oppenheimer. Didn't he say that J stands for nothing? <laughs> but that's played by. I'm pretty sure I pronounced it right. Killian Murphy. No, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Isn't he Peaky Blinders? Yes, he is. I have never seen it, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, wait, is this a Peaky Blinders? He was in Quiet Place too. You you went saw that with us, right? I did? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I remember. Yeah, he was in that too. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in The Dark Knight with Christopher Nolan. He was in Inception, I believe. He's in a lot of stuff. I have seen Dark Knight in its entirety. Oh, really? But he's a scarecrow in the first one. Huh. That one again. Weird. But uh, so, yeah, he was great. Awesome. Emily Blunt, who was very, I think she was doing a really awful job, or at least her character was just really awful. Oh, in the her first, character was just first awful. Hour but towards but the, the end, I think whenever she shook him, like you know what I'm saying, when she shook him in that one scene, I, from there on, I was, was like, I was like, okay, I, I was like, her. okay, yeah. When she knocked the crap out of him, I was like, okay, I like you now. The parenting in this movie is beyond. <laughs> it's so awful. Let's, let's get the baby to the communist. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really what I was thinking. We won't, we won't give any they more con- communists. Yes, we're not giving any more context to that. They weren't communists. They were at one point. I feel like everybody was a communist at one point in this It movie. was the hip thing for a minute, guys. In the 1930s, communism was the hip thing. <laughs> and then the other, probably the... Matt Damon. Oh my god. My love. Matt Damon. He we was, need to keep a Matt Damon count. He was... I know, I probably said him 20 times already. Matt Damon, he was awesome. He plays a journal that takes no crap from anybody. Oh, yeah, it was. He's like, I will screw. I'm not going to say the forward, but he was like, I'm going to screw you up. He curses a lot of the people. Like, this is the most important thing to ever happen. I'm like, yes, Matt Damon. I like that he acknowledges that he's not like a science buff, but he's like, I know the importance of this. Yeah. And he's like, are you a general yet? No, but this one made me be. Oh, God. (laughs) He was great in his testimony, all that stuff. And then probably the only other major player was Robert Downey Jr. Who doesn't really intersect with Oppenheimer? They don't really show a ton of them meeting, no. which I think was important to the third act of this film because they talk about how we did yeah, this. I'm I, like, what is your motive? I, like, I think he... I forgot what happens to Oppenheimer in real life. See, I had no idea. So I, I was like, I, was, I was like, did he die? Was he just blacklisted? I cannot remember. But I think if they try to save it as a big twist reveal, what's going on with Robert Jr. characters and Oppenheimer, and I think instead of doing a twist, they could have explained what his motives were more than that previously with. 
more flashbacks. I think they could have done it a little bit better with Robert Downey Jr.'s character, although he did a great job. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich is assistant. So good to see him in something again. There are just so many freaking actors in this movie. I know. There's so many big names. All white people. There's like, no, it's all white people. I, I, it's in America during World War II. I know. I was like, wow. Look how far we've come. Because I was like, there is nobody cast in this film that's not white. I mean, okay. <laughs> we don't have to go into it, but I just had to mention that. I had to get out of my chest because I was like, oh my God. America was, was is, is racist. <laughs> That's just how society was. Oh, and I just have to mention Florence Pugh. The only oh, other, yeah. There, there's like two women in this film, and it's, it's Emily Florence Blunt and Florence Pugh. Pugh. The best representation of women you can get. <laughs> Christopher Nolan can't really work. Oh, yeah. Role at this point. But what was the rating on this movie? It's rated R. Oh! Yeah, they do some full frontal nudity. Yeah, because I was like, I don't remember this movie's rating. This is the first sex scene filmed in IMAX, so you got to feast your eyes upon that. Yeah. They yeah, no, like, they show just about everything... But her butt. No, they show that. Oh yeah, no, they did in the, they don't in the, show in the other his, scene. I remember. They don't show his. Junk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Yeah. But yeah. Intense. There's there is some scene that I know filming was awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. But yeah, Very awkward. the cast. There's just so many famous people just came in for like two seconds. Like, I know. Oh, I recognize that. So them. good. I recognize that one lady. I still can't figure out what he's, where she's from. I, don't I know. To look it up. So <laughs> I wanted to. I just wanted to look through the. Did cast you know Roderick? Roderick from Dire. I know. I didn't, yeah, Roderick's in here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and the guy from um shoot, Jumanji, the nerdy oh, boy yeah, yeah, yeah. in Jumanji. He's like one of the main yeah. science. Movies. He's also in uh, Hereditary and Old and stuff like yeah, that. Jumanji's Those horror movies you are not ever allowed I've to see. Totally seen them. Little child gets decapitated. Don't oh my watch. god! Yeah, yeah. I don't like horror movies. But I honestly think this could have been a miniseries. I think they could have had a lot because they were limited by the three-hour runtime because that was the most amount of time you could have using the film in IMAX. It mm-hmm. couldn't go any bigger than that. So I felt limited sometimes. I feel like they could have delved in this if they made this like a four or five-hour miniseries. I think it could have been. Oh yeah, amazing. Well, like I really like Netflix's miniseries when it goes into like historical. I can see this being a good HBO. And if you're an HBO money. person, I'm a Netflix person. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot about our yeah. rating categories. <laughs> White Lotus, House of Dragon, Last of Us, Succession, baby. Love it all. TVMA. R. I'm over here like TV14. Okay. Now I want to talk about friends. the special effects. So I'll let you give your opinion on it before I give mine. But there's no CGI in this movie at all. It was fantastic. Oh my god. All of the filming. There is. It was expertly like. I don't know what the word is, like cameraman, because mm-hmm. there were some intense moments that they were able to focus on in a cinematic, in a totally cinematic. I felt very immersed in it because of the way they, the filming style. See, I have a similar thought to that on some of the effects, like the bomb itself, that felt very immersed. But on other points, I'm like, I feel like it's a hindrance that they weren't allowed mm-hmm. to do CGI, especially with the Hiroshima and then Nagasaki stuff. Like they couldn't show any of that because it would have involved CGI, nor the plane stuff when they have the bombs off the end. I felt a real hindrance that we couldn't see fully that. But the stuff they did for real. Oh, but like, it I felt immersed. Like they still. do a scene where they show melting of someone's face. Like that was. But intense. they didn't really. They showed a little bit and then they cut. And yeah. I'm like, I wish I, I could have seen. I appreciated that. <laughs> Maybe you're a little <laughs> screamish, but I want some Terminator no, 2. I'm have not... you seen Terminator 2? No. Have you seen Laura? A girl from the movie holding onto a chain as LA as a nuke bullet explodes and her body just gets disintegrated and no, stirs her stuff. I, just... I wanted that from this movie, okay? I have a problem where I see horror movies are one thing, but when it, when I know it actually happened in real life, when I know that it's something real that happened, mm-hmm. I 
feel like I'd that be like moral it, regret. I feel like that could have made it more poignant though, because they were trying to get at that. And I feel like yeah. Kind of, like, but I, do, you do feel emotional. I got a little teary eyed. I was oh like, gosh. when, whenever they, whenever they were like after the bomb dropped, and it was, everybody was no, no, no. But God, America sucks. That's 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 the section for this one. I'm like, wow. Everybody's like, we. It's, I it hates living in times like this. I'm like, it's always been like this. It's probably better than it's ever been before. So shut up, please. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. But the court hearings. The... I'm a cynicist. Cynicus? <laughs> what are you trying to I'm a cynic when it comes to topics like this. Yeah, well, I mean, we won't delve into it, but uh, that you see. What, how you don't that... want to hear all my political ideas? No, please don't. <laughs> we don't talk. We try not to talk politics on this, unless you're just hating against a person. All right, guys. If you're hating against a person, that's not politics. That's a human rights issue. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, but we got, Yeah, but they show a lot of how they America screwed Oppenheimer over. They got him in this mess. Yeah, I appreciate that. They had that. some good lines about it. Where, like, they're just going to use you and get rid of you. Yeah, I really... Yeah. Also, Albert Einstein's in this. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Albert Einstein. Have you seen the meme? You haven't seen the memes. No. But there's memes going on. Me clapping over Albert Einstein shows up. The Albert <laughs> Einstein cameo. I need Albert Einstein's uh, in-credit scene in a spinoff, please. <laughs> I, this isn't Marvel. I was really expecting someone to cheer in the theater when Albert Einstein showed up. I was... I'll show you the videos, but yeah, oh, he was great. He was great. He's yeah. there. Are also, some Albert Einstein slander in this film that I did not enjoy. He's born on my birthday, so oh, he's one. Hey, I, I, so, I, I wired myself with Albert Einstein. <laughs> my great grandmother knew Albert Einstein. She worked at Princeton while he worked at Princeton, and she tried to get him fired from Princeton because you're she, fired. Sorry, no, she really hat. did. Was because <laughs> would you get my reference though? Yes. Fi- Thank you. Finally, someone gets my your fired reference. No, no, but she tried to get him fired from Princeton because she was like, he's a disgrace to this campus because he would come out of his house in an open robe, messy hair, and she's driving up this little old lady. He's, like, he's an oh, icon. I don't want to see ugly old Albert Einstein. I don't care what he did for our country. Yeah. She was very much like he's German and he's ugly. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to see this film again. I think it one time was enough for this one. It's three hours. I don't see myself putting through, my, through that again. Maybe later if I get my dad to watch it, because we That's love like, Interstellar so much. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Have you seen Interstellar? You were going to cry yeah! like a baby. You're going to cry so much. It's so sad. I love it. Sorry. But what are you the overall thoughts on this movie? Final oh situation. my God, I'm going to watch it again. I think it's we a- buy that large popcorn. We fill that. We buy. We, we turn that popcorn bucket oh, upside. And you buy that large popcorn. We feel that sick. Oh, yeah. It was like Titanic for me. I'm gonna continue watching it as like a guilty pleasure. It's so good. <laughs> so as for other people's reactions, right now has a 93% Rotten Tomatoes. That is best for Christopher Nolan outside of The Dark Knight, which had a 94%. Which you have not seen the full film, which you need to. It's great. I mean, I don't love it as much as everybody else does, but it's great. Uh, most critics are loving this film, though. Would you fault how the third act is not as climactic as the second? And I, think, yeah, I think I agree that the climax of the film really is the bomb dropping that kind of just yeah, keeps it going. It was more of like a book, you know, who has rising action. I think they like could have, and then your falling action. And yeah, just kind of. I think they could have filmed like structured it to where they were doing the stuff in the third act before the bomb went off. Like they could have. Yeah, I think there was a way to do it where that was your big finale, and I think yeah, that, that would have left the audience like, whoa. Yeah. It had maybe 10 minutes after that of the after effects and stuff like yeah. that. But I don't know. I, I It's just, it, I feel it's like it could, be, it could be different structured here. And it's also too long. It's way too, too long. Make from a lot of stuff in the movie, but I think they could have cut out on scale forms piece stuff. They probably could have cut her out as much as I love seeing that. But seeing that, not her. That, that includes her. That's that's the point. Although she's much better blonde, by the way. Way better I blonde. She's great as well. You have a thing with blonde. The Yelena braid. Oh, 
There hasn't been too much advertising. They used the Christopher Nolan name alone to sell this movie, and then basically just the trailers. They haven't seen much. As like Barbie's advertising everywhere, you haven't really seen that with Oppenheimer. Once again, I knew nothing. Yeah, she, she, I was like, okay, this is gonna be great. You're gonna go and film see nothing. Because that's fun to do. For some reason, in my mind, it did not connect Oppenheimer, like the bomb Oppenheimer. In my mind, I was thinking of some like steampunk thing. Oh, so you really had no idea. What yes, I had like all thoughts had just gone out the window, and. I, yeah, but Christopher Nolan's name alone seems to do the job as now it looks to open with 50 million, with some projections going to the 70 million. It just climbs along with Barbie, so I can see it anywhere. Box office tracking has been all over the place. No one knows exactly how Barbenheimer is going to do. It seems okay. it's going to go north of We saw Barbenheimer like sweatshirt. Yeah, I want one. It also, was there's so a. Good. Have you, do you know what Pikmin is? The Nintendo game? Yeah. Okay, well, it's a game. It's Pikmin 4 is coming out tomorrow. So and people are, educated people are on doing the show. Barb. Barbenheimer or something like that with Pigment 4 because it comes out tomorrow too. Uh, yeah, so I think that's cool too. But, and there's something else coming out tomorrow? I don't remember. But. I don't know. <laughs> That'll be in the coming soon section. But Oh god. But the memes, online chatter, real or fake? We'll see how this turns out because we had the Minions. The Minions are real. That stuff was real. That movie made a lot of money. But then you had the Morbius stuff. No one, no one actually saw that movie. But there's talk about online chatter. I still want to see it though. It's so bad. We'll watch it. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> but okay, the memes make it retroactively worse too because you're expecting like some really awful and funny like where it's bad funny I it's not bad funny seen it's just anything. bad i have no expectations oh, really? you haven't seen like it's morbid time oh god you haven't seen that okay okay you have a lot to catch up on but this weekend is going to get crazy because i can see both those two films are going to do exceptionally well yeah the budget of Oppenheimer was around 180 million i think that's like where did that money go just pyrotechnics I think it went to the pyrotechnics and it went to the cast at this point. I yeah, because that was a big name cast. I just don't understand how this movie's cost so much money now. Like, so much money is being spent on these. I don't understand. But it was originally supposed to be a $100 million budget, but they went way over budget, I think, because of COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. And how Chris, long has this been in film? Like, I didn't think it filmed last summer. But Christopher yeah. Nolan, this is released under Universal. Christopher uh, Nolan, do you know any of this drama? That he were, used to be at Warner Brothers. Every single film he made prior to this was at Warner Brothers. Ooh, it did. And, and then he released Tenet. And then the Warner Brothers put all the 2021 films on HBO Max, so he said, bye, I'm not working for the greatest studio of all time anymore, and so he, everybody, all the other studios want him, Universal got him, said, you can do whatever you want, gave him $100 million, now $180 million, and it's paying off for them, and then Warner Brothers just screw him over, put Barbie on the same day. But I think in actuality, it actually, it helps. I think that really worked well for both of them. <laughs> yeah, I think it, like, it's gonna the hatred, The hatred paid off. That's what we, that's the moral of the, the story today. <laughs> the hatred paid off, guys. That is our lesson God. to take away from here. But this will be oh, a huge really. test for the Nolan name, and I think he's good at this. I think he's gonna make a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I think both of these movies are gonna make a lot of movies. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. But as for a movie that's not making as much money is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which you came on for the review for. I did. I liked it. You liked it? I, I took it. someone... I have asked so many people to go see this film, and they're like, I've never seen the other previous ones. Like, you don't have to like... Yeah, you really don't. Ones. I and I got someone I was, I was like, you'll be fine. But I think maybe has... saw a few clips from, like, previous movies. Yeah. But it has excellent word of mouth, has an A cinema score on par with Mission Impossible Fallout, which is the other one I suggest you watch. Everyone loved Fallout that had tremendous legs it did great that opened with a 61 million three-day weekend but mm-hmm. industry was projecting for mission possible dead reckoning mission possible 7 to open with a 90 to 100 million five-day opening and it came with 78 million five million Ooh. 78 million five-day opening and a 54 million three-day opening which is under fallouts last year which i mean you would expect not last year 2018 yeah. but it came on under last industry, year that's industry. a big difference yeah but i think people people were uh the, the industry projections played in part with top gun maverick because that make $1.5 billion. So I think they were expecting a boost. 
from that. Oh, yeah, but it didn't really, that audience didn't transfer over to Mission Impossible because no. it's completely different. There point. also was a lot of, like, stuff shown beforehand for Mission Impossible. Like, I think we went to a movie, like, maybe a year ago. Oh, there was, a, there was a trailer in front of yeah. Top Gun last year. Because yeah. while they were still filming. Because they wanted, because they knew Top Gun was the big hit, so they put it on film. Yeah, because I saw, like, all the behind stuff, or, yeah, like... so maybe it just seems old to a lot of people, and they're like, oh, that's so mainstream, yeah. so I've waited long enough. Yeah. But this is how the Mission Impossible franchise performs. They do the bulk of business overseas. They open small in America and have lakes to face themselves. It has a $235 million worldwide opening, which is bigger than Fallout, but they cannot sustain a $290 million budget. That was a budget. Holy crap. Yeah. What's see what I'm talking about? What in the heck? Hollywood's budgets have gone off the rails, and they can't pay the wires and actors. We'll talk about it in a second. But it balloons strictly due to COVID. He also rented a cruise. Tom Cruise rented, a, rented like a cruise ship. So that so these people, he... so, you know, so people could stay on there to quarantine themselves because they all got infected. Do you remember that video of him screaming at the crew from like three years ago? Yeah. Okay, well, they were filming this movie, and he like lays into the, these co these crew workers who weren't having their masks on because they could got shut down again. That's where most of the money went, and I think it was really supposed to be two hundred million budget, and then just ballooned. And Tom Cruise paid for some of it himself, so he put his money where his mouth was. Look, man, he's a Scientologist, and he's rich in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody has now gone from he's crazy to oh, he's insane. But oh my he's god, have it. you seen the new Scientology things where it's like no. child predator? It's bad. Uh, well, it's I think so now bad. most of the public has gone from oh, this man's crazy to oh, he's insane, but it's okay because he's trying to kill himself for us. We'd love to see him try to kill himself, and I think that's honestly what he's trying to do at this point. Also, I think this guy is going to run his acting career till the last. Oh, he says he wants to make Mission Impossible movies till he's 80. Like Harrison, He's like, I got 20 years to catch up to Harrison Ford. And he wants to do it, so. Harrison Ford should have stopped. I love Harrison Ford. Don't, don't Harrison oh, I Ford love Harrison it. Ford, but he should have stopped. Shut up. But hopefully the next one, they're able to keep the budget under $200 million. Fallout had a $190 million budget, so I didn't think again, but... Why did Mission Impossible perform like this? Like, as I said, this is how they always perform. And I think the biggest reason is younger moviegoers are not buying into this franchise. Instead, I've asked a lot of people to go see this. Like, I haven't seen one. And they scared yeah. to jump on. Although, they need to. I'm not saying they need to. They they can. It's not that hard. They need to yeah. stress that each film is a jumping on point. Cast, they definitely need to cast younger, more recognizable stars for Gen Z. Because yeah. Haley Atwell, Rebecca Ferguson, as much as I love them. Ugh. My I generation just doesn't them. love it. Like, younger oh, people aren't as familiar with them. And the Duchess. Ugh, yeah. There's I love some, me a period Tom Cruise needs, like, someone, like, Zendaya style. Like, that type of star to get younger people out there. Be like, hey, I don't think I could handle watching well, Tom saying, Cruise and Zendaya I'm not saying in the Zendaya same movie. I'm not saying her specifically, but I'm saying the Zendaya type. You could pick, like, one of those people that get younger demo out. Something like that. Do it for the ninth film that they're going to keep doing this. Oh, God. But competi we also have a competition. Again, we just had a similar movie come out. Indiana Jones, Dow Destiny, Zendaya. Very, very similar movie to this. Still have not seen it. Which you probably will see with me Saturday. We'll see. But it had a 25-minute opening sequence in Indiana Jones. That was DH. They were going to do the same thing in this one, but they cut that out. Uh, there's a train sequence in Indiana Jones. It's about the end of a road for some people. They have a lot of very similar stuff. Haley Atwell's character is similar to Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. Very odd. Phoebe, so Phoebe Bridges? Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. Oh. From... Bag. I don't think you know this. No. No. I thought we were talking about Phoebe Bridgers and Taylor Swift. No. No. I was no, like, oh, no, I know this. What did I start? But no. But <laughs> it got performed very similar to that, which opened 61 million. So they are very similar performance performers. But Barbenheimer is coming to knock knock this franchise down that usually has excellent legs. It looks to drop 55, 53% to 25 million a second weekend. They need to do better. It might not even reach 200 million stateside, which Fallout did 220 million. So it's not looking the best. Hopefully that overseas continues to be a boom for this franchise. Because they really need it right now. Because they are probably spent a lot of money on part two. And Tom Cruise says he wants to make these movies forever. 
And then I just wanted to like stick with the box office news that Blue Beetle has come online for tracking from twelve to seventeen million dollars opening weekend. It's so awful. It's so I, bad. It's so bad. There's been no marketing for it. People are done with DC. They're just done. I'm really point. done with DC. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, that done. whole time you were talking about like numbers and stuff, I felt like that meme where it's like the woman and all these. <laughs> oh, and then the one from Hangover them. with the guy. Like. Uh-huh. Yeah, does it, shapes and I like well, I mean, I like talking about box office because it determines the future of the movies we're going to see. So fair. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this how, looks how the audience reacts to it? If we're going to sequel or not, or what it means for like movies like if Barbie performs well, we'll probably see more films from Greta Gerwig oh, and more want, bigger I, budgeted I watch, female directors. Like standalone movies. I'm I'm, I'm talking about Greta Gerwig personally because she's going to be able to do whatever she wants, and yeah. then we might have more female directors. So it says a lot about the industry. And it's going to yeah. be good times, good times, and we love talking all the DC drama when Flash flopped. That was so funny. Oh I was laughing so hard. And we might have the same thing with Blue Beetle. Which, if DC, if this DC, DC is, is done. Did you see? And then Aquaman 2 has like three rounds of, it's undergone three rounds of reshoots too. DC yeah, is just. Yeah, because Amber Heard, she it's screwed it up. It's because of the Batman and James Gunn. It's a mess. It is it's a mess over there. It's absolutely a mess. Alrighty. Now, I'm going to move into something that Lily has not really talked about, or heard of. Is Secret Invasion episode five? What's that? I it is a show with Nick Fury. You know who Nick Fury is, right? Yes, I, I know. Have you seen Captain Marvel? Unfortunately, I like Captain Marvel. I'm the, only, I'm the only Brie Larson defender out there. Okay, That's people? a lovely opinion. All my friends hate Brie Larson. I love Brie Larson. I don't hate her per se. Stop. She loves Nintendo. She's in Marvel movies. She's blonde. What more could you ask from a woman? She's in Fast X too. Okay. What more could you want from a woman? She's blonde. What more could you want from a woman? Nintendo? I'm gonna die Marvel here. movies? No. Yes. I like this episode more so than the previous two. Back to the Secret Invasion episode five, but I like this episode more so than the previous two. It had more Sonya in it, but I wanted to go through each of the big parts of this episode. Lily, have you seen this show? God, no. No, it's on Disney Plus. I know, and I've Guess been looking at it. Guess how much it costs. Guess how much it costs to a six-episode television series. That is... It costs two hundred twelve million dollars. <laughs> I mean, Marvel can afford it. Where, is, like, the, where, where is the money going? Where is it going? Is where's it coming from? <laughs> is it just? I think it's just going to cat in the pockets of the cast at this point. Because maybe Samuel Jackson, get that bag, sir. Get that bag. That's that man is say. fantastic. He he should have hit me with a bus, and I'd be like, I'm sorry for getting in your way. I really want him to say that word to me one time in my life. Like if oh I meet him, like, can you say this to me, sir? Please. Okay. My life would be complete. Samuel Jackson, Warren Ramsey. Yes! Who's the other really mean person? Oh, Mr. Wonderful, too. Take it behind the take it behind the bottom and shoot it like a dog. That's what I want. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I, you know what I'm talking about? From Shark Tank? No! Shark Tank! The I don't want Shark Tank! I'm Kevin, my idol. Okay, but it's just absolutely absurd when it's only six episodes and now the episodes are only 30 minutes long. What? Yeah. They I mean, started like 45 to an hour. They started off that way. The past two have been 30 minutes long. I seriously, I don't understand the Disney Plus model with only six episodes. The only time I thought a six-episode series was good was, it was great, was Loki. Loki was exceptional. That's it. It should be an eight-episode minimum at this point, from here on out. Uh, just the stream service is being run so incompetently. Bob Iger said that Disney Plus has hurt the Marvel brand. Would you yes. agree with that? There are too yes. many Marvel shows. And They're oversaturating. They, I think they need to make a ten-episode minimum. What? They've just oversaturated the film industry with Marvel things and i'm like you can't even I can't, follow now i can't get my everybody in my life caught up with them i read something they're like what are you talking about you, like, can't, you, watch, watch this. you can't watch anything new in marvel without watching like yeah, 60 they, they TV be episodes on and then like 
14 movies. I need all the Marvel shows to be on the quality of WandaVision and Loki. I missed that. WandaVision. Yeah, that was I'm good. WandaVision, so WandaVision and Loki. That was where it was good. I don't even want to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I liked it. But also, don't drop your shows at 3 in the morning. Look at you, Disney Plus, and Netflix, and everybody else besides my one true king. HBO. Oh my god. They gosh. drop theirs at eight o'clock at night. You're an HBO ho. <laughs> <laughs> they drop theirs at eight o'clock. It's amazing. I can get on a Sunday night, so I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Uh, it's perfect hour. It's perfect on the Sunday on the Lord's Day to watch White Lotus. It's the perfect day. Oh Lord, forgive us of Drugs and uh, inappropriate stuff is the best, but inappropriate. Yeah, stuff. but I want to. I'm gonna get the spoilers now, so tune out now if you don't want to avoid secret invasion spoilers. I don't know why if you care at this point, but. I hate I this trope in movies where they threaten to kill the main character with something, they have something on them, and then the main character's like, okay, I won't kill you because you have something on me. And then the villain, they let him go, then the villain proceeds to do the same thing that they just threatened him with. Mission Impossible did it, and now Secret of is doing it. Rhodey threatens him, he's like, I have a clip of you. You're going to be wanted, most wanted man in the world. You can't kill me. And he's like, okay, fine. And then he, the second scene later, he's, he's like, oh, the clip's posted. You should have killed Rhodey! He's a scroll, by the way. Brody? Yeah, and in, in this, they probably just recently they took a they saw his body. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be in our wars. He's fine. He's fine. Okay. But he runs the scroll, and you just should have shot him in the face. That's the only solution to a lot of these problems. Same with Oppenheimer. You should just shot him in the face. <sighs> Sorry, Nick Fury is being so stupid. Can we just follow Olivia Coleman? She is the best part of this franchise. Do you know who Olivia Coleman is? Her name is so familiar. She's won like two Oscars. She's in the Crown. Ah, yes. Yeah, That's she right. is amazing. It's just. Show is so stupid at some points, but I like this episode. At least some, some the the present for show knows Rhodey's a scroll at this point. Hopefully, hopefully he's not that stupid. Hopefully he's not stupid like the writer on the show. But Gravik, the villain, finally tells the truth to his supporters. He sucks. He finally tells them, guys, I just really suck. And then they turn on him and try to kill him. But they're, <laughs> they're really they're also really stupid because they don't know how to kill him because he's a super scroll. He has superpowers. They don't have superpowers. They're like let's just let's just punch him, and then he just slaughters them. I love how you just just punch him. Yeah, and then they sl- he slaughters them. They're so idiots. They're so idiots. Um, Gravik, I think he just sucks his villain at this point. He's in He's in Barbie. He's like the right-hand kin, the Ryan Gosling's kin, with the orange egg man. He gets his best yes. at the end. Yeah, that's him. That's the oh, villain in the show. Oh, yes. And Bob, Marley, and Bob Marley guy. Yeah, Bob Marley. I do love that Olivia Coleman is a lot of stuff. So she hasn't been in a ton of this show, but she was so in so much of this episode. She is taking care of business. She is shooting these scrolls left and right like she should. I love it. And she's like, she people come in and she's like, you have two options. I can be your bestie or not your bestie. And that was great. Joy. Yeah, so she's head of British intelligence now. She caught those scientist scrolls. She's great. It's kind of stupid, though, that she didn't know Rhodey was a scroll. She actually, she actually legit acted shocked, which was stupid. Just hmm. great. Gaia and Priscilla have to defend their house here in a cool actual scene. I still don't know where the money went. Like, it wasn't a great actual scene. I don't know where the money went. Uh, I don't like Priscilla nor Gaia's character at this point. Everything Priscilla wants to do is to please Nick Fury at this point. It's just Mess. Guy seems to be taking the role of Talos now, and he's Talos is the guy from Captain Marvel. The scroll in there, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. He's dead. They burned his body. He's for sure dead, and I'm so sad he was the best part of the show. Dang. Yeah, so, but at least it's Amelia Clark taking over, but Amelia Clark isn't great in the show. She's Daenerys, by the way. <gasps> yeah, she's in the show. Okay, I might have to watch. <laughs> yes. She's brunette here, though, so. <laughs> but the big reveal this week is that Nick Fury has the DNA of all the Avengers. He's sort of a little glass bottle with all of them. I don't understand how 
it's all in one little glass bottle. He said he took it from them after the Avengers Endgame battle. He took all their DNA. That's so funny. So all the scrolls are after the DNA so they can get the Avengers powers as scrolls. So yeah, yeah. See, looks That's so He even has Carol Danvers' DNA. How could you betray her? Brie Larson. Who would think such things? Besides yeah, my friends who yeah. hate her. I don't hate her. <laughs> I don't like her. I think this could have been such a cool revelation if we had any Avengers to learn about it. If it was the Avengers themselves finding it out instead of us being told it. Like, but maybe no one can afford the Avengers in this $212 million show. Maybe they'll dress in the Marvels, hopefully. He finally has his eye patch back, but I kind of like the no eye patch look for him where he just has the scars. Oh yeah, that's isn't it like the cover photo or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But intense, I like he it. also says the Avengers won't show up because this time it's personal, which I think he's like this time it's personal. That's why the Avengers can't show up. I'm like, that's such a stupid excuse because you can't afford it, even with the 212 <laughs> million budget. I may have been hating on this episode a lot, I know, but it did it did keep me engaged and overall I liked it. Just some really stupid writing decisions. I'm just as a, I noticed <laughs> you have like two paragraphs for this versus <laughs> yeah. everything else. Yeah, but next week is the finale. It's ridiculous, and there's no way they wrap. They're gonna wrap everything up properly, unless it's like three hours long. Unless they keep killing everybody, they keep killing all the characters. Then they'll find a way to wrap it up because no one's left alive at this point. <laughs> they are not doing the secret invasion story justice, and they should have made it a movie. Based on how short these runtimes are, they could have made this whole thing a movie, given a bigger budget. It just, ugh. I wish the show was great or even good, but it's not. And I just hope that Loki season two delivers this point. And Ahsoka. And Ahsoka. Oh, yeah, Ahsoka's. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> And I just want to quickly address the SAG strike, and I just want to, before, we won't go into depth because this episode's been pretty long, but I just want to say that we have full support behind the actors and writers and that I need to pay them. Okay. Pay them properly for what they are due. And we'll go in depth later, but I support them, and you should do, because the, the, we all, if they win, we all win, okay, at this point, and they win. But as for coming next week, we have a double feature of four movies. Lily's favorite genre in the world. Absolute favorite genre. Oh! Joy. That first one being Haunted Mansion, which is Disney's next live-action theme park adaptation. Hello. It's actually getting some really good first reactions. Have you seen the cast? The cast is great. I love it. I love Tiffany Haddish and Owen Wilson. Yeah, and Danny DeVito. And oh, Rosario, yeah, Daw Daw Rosario Dawson, who plays Ahsoka. That's Ahsoka. She's the mom in the trailer. Oh, that's why she's familiar. I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis? She plays Madame Leota. But Jared Leto, too. Oh, yeah, Jared Leto. Poo-poo. What? Oh, he's crazy. If we don't like him. Tom Cruise is crazy, but we like him. Well, I don't want to say about that. I don't know if I like him. But Jared Leto, I don't like him. He sent people rats on Suicide Squad set or something. Yeah. He's insane. Oh. He's, he's, he's a method doctor. Oh, so, yeah, I know. I've seen... I have seen... Did you not see the Met Gala? Oh, didn't he come dressed as a cat, too? See, I don't like Jared Leto. <laughs> but it's also... It has a PG-13 rating, so it can be kind of scary. Insidious the Red Door was PG-13, which I don't know how that happened. How did the NBA let that, but, like, not other stuff, so... It's a very flawed, flawed system, but that's where the budget goes <laughs> to the MPAA. <laughs> no, my God, you're lying me on to something. That's where the, that's where the budget, that's where the budget goes. <laughs> oh my God, to bribe the MPAA, <laughs> guys, we figured it out. We figured to it out. To broaden our audience, honestly, like Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny, like they do some violent stuff in there. Maybe they, they definitely bribe them. <laughs> but I'm seeing Haunted Mansion with some friends, and I'm actually really looking forward to this movie. But I wasn't a while ago. I'm pretty pumped to see it. And then for the other horror movie I'm seeing is one called Talk to Me which I didn't hear of until recently. A film I've never even heard about, even after I saw the trailer in theaters, it kind of came in my brain and left. But right now it has a 97% Rotten Tomatoes. That is insanely high for a horror film. And it's supposedly the best horror of the year. I loved Evil Dead Rise, which you are not allowed to watch. Is that on HBO? Yeah, you're not yeah, allowed Yeah, I, I keep seeing it. It keeps popping up it's on my account. It's such a good movie, but I'm you're like, not allowed to watch it. It was God, great. Is that bad? No. Uh, I guess Hulu is like a big effect. Enjoy. <laughs> so I think next week we'll have a great double feature, too. 
But this time with scary movies, which I don't know why they're releasing at the end of July. Even the people behind us are like, do they mean next July? It can't be this July. Why is it not Halloween? I'm like, amen. Did you ever hear them saying that? No. I was like, can you schedule movies for these big corporations? I'm just so pumped about movies right now. We have Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheimer, The Hot Mansion, and Talk to Me. Uh, it was a rough start for July with Insidious Red Door. And Joy Ride, which I liked, but I didn't love. It was a rough start because I really hated Insidious Red Door. But so far, this month has been a great month for movies. So, yeah. It's, it's turning out to be one of the best ones of the entire year. So, yeah. Oppenheimer, Barbie. both Oppenheimer was a great experience. Barbenheimer. It was totally worth it. Took our entire day. It was totally worth it. So, yeah. It was, it was wonderful. Oh, I forgot to show the picture of Talk to Me. That's Talk to Me right there. It doesn't show much, but it's about her talking to her hands and she gets possessed. No, no, no. They haven't shown anything, but thank you all so much for watching. Thank you so much for coming on, Lily. I hope to have you back again. It was so nice. What did you think of Oppenheimer? What did you think of Barbie? Did you do Barbenheimer? You should. You should. I highly recommend, but thank you for listening. Have a good night now.